I'm Jessica Harris. This is From Scratch. My guest is Jessamine Rodriguez, the founder of Hot Bread Kitchen, an organization that teaches immigrant women to bake the artisanal breads from their home country. Hot Bread Kitchen's ethnic breads are available at farmer's markets throughout New York City and at select grocery stores such as Whole Foods and Dina DeLuca. Prior to Hot Bread Kitchen, Jessamine held a range of jobs, such as working on immigration issues at the UN and helping to launch a New York City public school. She was also the first woman to be hired as a baker for Chef Daniel Baloud's three-star Michelin restaurant, Daniel. Jessamine launched Hot Bread Kitchen from her apartment in Brooklyn. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. If I were to walk into Hot Bread Kitchen's bakery today, what would I see? You know, it is truly a hive of activity. We're in this really quirky um, building underneath the Metro North tracks at 115th and Park in Manhattan. It was 10,000 square feet of public market space that um, we built out into a bakery and incubator. So the first thing you'll notice when you walk into Hot Bread Kitchen is just thousands of pounds of dough being processed into halas, into msemen, into bialis, into Persian breads, into all of these breads. Any uh, any time of day except for maybe 3.30 a.m. in the morning, there's bread on the table and women around the table making bread and baking bread. I often am so curious when I walk into a bakery anywhere in the city and I see these beautiful tarts and croissants and cookies. I'm wondering who and where are they baking this? You're one example of where it's happening. It's a great question. And you know what? I would I would say the question to where they're baking it, unfortunately, fewer and fewer of them are getting baked in the city. The price of real estate has, has left most bakeries kind of moving to New Jersey and moving out of the city. Um, and people are having to, to really travel for those jobs. So one of the, the, I think, the real innovations of what we're doing is moving into a community with high density of population and helping and and a high unemployment rate and helping to create a lot of jobs in that area. What are these women doing prior to getting trained by you? Nancy Mendez was selling DVDs in the subways before she came to Hot Bread Kitchen. Liv Vanessa came with her husband, um, who's a manager at Burger King from Bangladesh. And her story is really interesting because when she came for her interview, um, her husband came with her and she didn't didn't really let her speak for herself, and her English was so limited that she didn't feel confident enough to speak. And now that Vanessa is one of the managers in the kitchen, could you talk briefly about your post program placement? The jobs that women get after range from uh, you know bakeries in New York City to starting their own businesses. There's two training outcomes. The first is is that women um, start their own food businesses. So uh, a woman that we hired about two years ago is named Fanny, and she came in and learned how to bake. And once she was in the bakery training program, we realized that she had been running a catering company out of her home kitchen. So she was out of her home kitchen catering, you know, a hundred person Ecuadorian weddings, and we um, helped her formalize her catering business, and she graduated to become um, a member of our incubator kitchen. The more typical for us is seeking good management track positions in bakeries um, and food manufacturing facilities around around the city. We have placed bakers at Whole Foods. We've placed bakers at Maison Kaiser. 
Danielle. We placed bakers at other smaller bakeries that people might not recognize that are a little bit off the off the radar. Hotbread Kitchen is a a culmination of experiences that you had, and you had the seed for this idea kind of in your back pocket for almost a decade. What are some events that influenced your your starting? HBK. For instance, you lived in Guatemala where you would uh, go every day with a, a, a mother to a corn mill. Yeah, it's it's funny. So I spent some time when I was in college doing development work in, in Guatemala City. It was years later that I remembered this experience, but I was living with a family for a number of, of weeks only. But I was fascinated by the process of soaking corn and grinding corn. So the, the woman who I was, the mother of the house where I was living, made fresh corn tortillas that were just tremendously delicious. And um, we, we every morning we would take those soaked corn and go to a community um, molino, which is where they grind corn, and bring home the fresh masa, and we would make tortillas. And, you know, at that point, I would have never thought that I would end up running a tortilla company 10 years later, but it it somehow was like life experience that I cataloged um, for this later entrepreneurial iteration. (laughs) You also interviewed at an organization called Women World Banking which also kind of uh, influenced uh, this endeavor. How so? The, the, the real idea for Hot Bread Kitchen, the real kernel of the idea for Hot Bread Kitchen came early on in my professional career. When I had just recently graduated from college, I interviewed for a job in, in New York City for Women's World Banking, which is a phenomenal microfinance institution. Um, and I didn't get that executive assistant job, and, but I told someone about it, and he heard Women's World Baking. And for me, that was evocative of kind of this this of an immigrant women's baking collective. And I still have notes from back then. And I, you know, my early 20s self, I sort of started to think about what it would mean and got quickly intimidated and realized I didn't have what it would take to pull it off. Started this other career, but kind of just kept pulling experiences together. And then um, in 2006, learned how to bake. It seems while you still had this thread of immigration and interest in food, you also had a strong social mission uh, in your in your pursuits. You worked at a New York City public school. You helped to launch one. Did you feel like you were kind of fumbling through your 20s or was it more of a very kind of mindful adventure that you were on or you somewhere know, in between? I ended up in graduate school and that felt very intentional. My degree is very specific. I really focused on immigration policy. And I thought that I wanted to get a job doing immigration policy. And then at the point of graduation, I was like, oh, God, what does that mean? And I just was not interested or motivated to do that kind of work, which is when I made the switch into public education. Um, So I got involved in the school startup, and I did that for four years. So while you were working at the public school, um, you cloned yourself and also uh, <laughs> got a master baker certificate at the new school. <laughs> How, when when did you decide to do that? 
<laughs> so I did that in 2006. Somebody said to me, you know, I had been talking about this idea for Women's World Baking for a long time, and she said, "Well, you're not an immigrant, and you're not a, and you're not a baker. So, like, why, how, what do you have that you bring to this project?" So it made me realize I would need to learn how to bake. And then the real, I think, game changer in the trajectory of Hot Bread Kitchen is that I landed this apprenticeship in the bakery at Restaurant Danielle, and my. My first day at work, I think it was really telling because I loved being in the bakery. How did you land that apprenticeship, which ultimately translated into a, a full-time job where you were the first woman hired in the bakery? My boyfriend, now husband, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, had been, had worked in the front of house and in, in wine service at Danielle. And he introduced me to Mark Fiorentino, who is a benevolent, wonderful human being who took pity on my weak baking skills and, and took me in under his wing and taught me at that point everything I knew about baking. And at what point uh, d- during that that job were you feeling, hmm, I'd like to go ahead and start this hot bread kitchen. I only learned how to bake to start hot bread kitchen. You seem very self-directed and, and self-starting. What were you like as a as a child? <laughs> I know it's open-ended, but yeah. um, you know, do, do you do you do you think that way about yourself? I don't think I have ever responded well to a lot of authority. I think I. I think that that's been a thread through my life, and now I have a three-year-old, and she's exactly the same way. Um, I, and now you wish you responded better to authority. Yeah, exactly. You're from Canada. I'm from Canada. What did your parents do? My my parents were both educators. So my father was a teacher. My mother was a professor. I think at home I knew that I had to follow rules, and they were supportive of creativity, and I think understood that I had a certain independent spirit. I started traveling relatively young, and then in college I spent time traveling alone through South America, just kind of exploring um, because I didn't find that university was necessarily worthwhile. Your your grandmother um, played an important role in what you're doing now, kind of indirectly. How so? Yeah, I th- attribute a lot of the personality piece to a very my my bubby, my paternal grandmother, who factors very strongly in my life. You know, she lived close by when I was growing up in Toronto. She, in Toronto, um, and she was widowed in her 30s and then became an insurance broker in the 50s. It was just very clear about what she wanted for her granddaughter. And I was I was the only granddaughter. And so she put, you know, I, I think I took those signals and translated into a certain kind of independence. What does she make of this? When I launched Hot Bread Kitchen, all she could say was, what? You have a graduate degree from Columbia and you're going to open a bakery? It was like completely unfathomable to her. And then in 2009, we got a feature in Food and Wine magazine, which was like this glorious, you know, piece about what we do. And that was the first moment where she acknowledged that, okay, maybe this is a good idea. I'm Jessica Harris. You're listening to From Scratch. My guest is Jessamine Rodriguez, the founder of Hot Bread Kitchen, a New York City-based organization that focuses on utilizing the bread-making skills that immigrant women have brought with them from their country of origin. Hot Bread Kitchen's ethnic breads are available at some of the city's leading restaurants, including Danny Meyer's Gramercy Tavern and the restaurant at the MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art. The women in the Hot Bread Kitchen program learn management, English, and other skills that they can carry with them to jobs at larger bakeries or entrepreneurial baking ventures of their own. So you decide to leave Danielle 
uh, and Mark knew your your intention from the inception. I think that's why he why Mark took took me into the program is because he knew how hard it was to find good bakers. And I was so he was really motivated to train me so that he could get this pipeline of well-trained bakers. It was, a, you know, he's benevolent, but it was a little self-serving. <laughs> <laughs> and you started Hotbread Kitchen out of your Brooklyn apartment. I did. Which much, was much to my roommate's chagrin at that point. <laughs> what did your apartment smell like? It smelled like good bread. It smelled like tortillas and bread, but also wet tents because I was selling in farmer's markets at that point. So I remember storing my tents in the living room and... Um, the the roommates were really accommodating. And at what point did um, this become more institutional? I moved it out of the house pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, I baked actually a few shifts from bread for sale out of the bakery at Danielle. Mm-hmm. But then we moved into a shared commercial kitchen in Queens. And, um, you know, early on, they were the slog years. I baked overnight and then would sell all day in farmer's markets and do my own delivery to wholesale accounts. It's like a typical small bootstrap startup story. The game changer came with some of the early philanthropic supporters that came on that gave us the initial boost that we needed to continue. Simultaneous with baking 24-7, were you grant writing or did you have random introductions to people? No, I was grant writing. My mom helped me write some of the early grants. Mm. Um, For a while, I still kept consulting on the side to kind of pay the rent. And then in 2008, I got um, a a competitive fellowship for social entrepreneurs, which allowed me to quit my day job. Mm. Um, And but yes, I mean, the hard part about it was, is that I was doing the kind of intellectual work. I was doing the business planning. I was doing the grant writing. I was doing all of those things while also like baking bread and grinding corn and, mm-hmm. um, you know, hiring and managing people. Who were one or two or seven of the initial uh, women? The first woman that we hired was Elidia Ramos. Um, and Elidia spent countless hours working with me on the overnight shift. And Elidia loved to give advice. And so we had so many hours to talk. At that point, I was single and dating and like looking for love. And she was married and had three kids. We were about the same age, but we were kind of, you know, she was vicariously living through my m- Maturation and the best line from Olivia: There was this um, guy that she knew that worked at Danielle because I had gotten her husband a job um, in the in the kitchen at Danielle. There was a there was a butcher at Danielle that Olivia knew through mm-hmm. her husband. He got divorced from his wife, so he was single, and so Olivia really really thought that I should. Meet the butcher. Meet the butcher. And I just remember her saying, but, pero Jessa, sabe cortar carne. Like, he's a great guy. He knows how to cut meat. Like, what else could you want in a husband? And those were the kind of Lydia gems that still stick with me to this day. And, and her kind of work ethic and her ethos and many of her ideas have permeated the company. Now, you mentioned you were single, yet it was your boyfriend, Ellie, uh, now your husband at the time, who introduced you to Danielle. So did you take a high hiatus from each other? We did. We had a little bit of a hiatus. And, you know, it was those early years where I wasn't single, but there was, you know, it took a while for us to to get more serious. And Ellie works uh, in the wine department at Sotheby's. Yes. You also got an Eileen Fisher grant early Mm -hmm. on. They were, I think, our first funder that wasn't a friend writing a check. And Um, Eileen Fisher is the clothing designer. Yeah. The clothing Mm -hmm. designer, and she has a grant for female social entrepreneurs. 
And so the grant forced me, A, to write the business plan. It brought me into this wonderful network of, you know, it's such a women-dominated company, and they're so progressive, and it's a real model of, I think, how business should be run. And then also got a lot of New York City-based customers through them. And then it's a real recognizable name. So once Elaine Fisher came on board, it was kind of like the stamp of approval that I needed from other potential funders in the social enterprise space. What has surprised you about, uh, you know, this? Oh, what surprises me is that the feeling of knowing that you're feeding so many New Yorkers every day. Last night when I was leaving the bakery, there was probably about three or 4,000 pieces of bread waiting to be packed. And we're picky folk. Exactly. There's this kind of just like sense of awe, like, wow, I get to feed all these people. I get to be at so many people's brunch. And then, you know, some Monday mornings I'll open up my email and somebody I haven't heard from in, you know, four or five years will email and be like, I buy your product at the market every day, but I noticed that there was this new olive loaf and I'm so excited. And I took it home and I made a white fish salad and it was delicious. I made, made a white fish sandwich and it was delicious. And mm. thank you. You are kind of the connective tissue for a lot of strange bedfellows in New York because your your mission is to uh, educate through commerce these immigrant women who are marginalized with people at farmers markets who can afford fancy bread. Yeah, I, I, that's I think a good way to a good way to articulate it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think our core competency is opening up this really growing, immense specialty food market to people who otherwise wouldn't access it. We're helping the woman who's selling tamales in her community at 116th and Lexington get that product into Whole Foods. You have two children. Um, how present are they uh, in what's going on? They're um, omnipresent. My kids spend a lot of time at the bakery. They've got 35 aunties who look out for them at all, at all times. But like every working mom, I struggle to, to keep all the pieces together and my daughter eats a lot of bread, and I, I used to say when she was tiny that it, like eating so much bread was her trying to get more of me back to her. That was like a, somehow a metaphor for her need for more of my time. So it's it's hard being an entrepreneur, especially in the early years of entrepreneurship and, and balanced parenting, but I'm the mother that I want my kids to know. Maybe I'm not the mother I want them to know when they're one, but I'm the mother I want them to know when they're 10 and 15 and and 20. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. My guest has been Jessamine Rodriguez, founder of Hot Bread Kitchen. If you would like to learn more about the show, please visit our website at fromscratchradio.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at Jess G. Harris or find us on Facebook. I'm Jessica Harris. This is From Scratch. From Scratch.